0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this today, after the Strickland Podcast Network, Knicks lose 117 to 113 to the Utah Jazz um before we get into all of tonight's stupidness all the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info including all news for pro football the nba upcoming fights and nhl this season head to the website today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds for the week remember to use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts all right, I think this is easily by far the worst loss of the year so far. Um, absolutely BS game, um, BS rotation. Um, you know, Jeff Jeff kind of tagged me in something before the game about how luckily enough we were blessed to be graced with Lowry Markkinen's return and him and Walker Kessler's first game together since November 4th. So like that's over a month. They haven't played together, and they finally joined forces tonight. And Larry Markkinen really lit us up early on in the game, 23 points. Um, Colin Sexton lit us up. Taylor Horton Tucker lit us up. It was a game. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this was a pretty brutal game, especially rotation-wise. And I think that will be the the main topic of our discussion tonight. Um, Just absolutely ridiculous that, I mean – I'm going to start it off. I mean, Josh Hart gets almost double Emmanuel Quickly's minutes tonight. No, um, no, no, Emanuel... on a minute's limit.
1: He's on a minute's limit, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah. right.
0: I, I love how everyone just, like, automatically believes, like, the Knicks would do a minute's limit all of a no, sudden. No, no, of like... course, of course, of course they would.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah,
0: would <laughs> like, that. they've never when done that. When uh... have they not done that before? They've never do done that? a minute's
2: limit, and tonight was the first night. They yeah, were yeah. like,
0: hey, let's consider the health of Emmanuel Quickly."
2: Schwinn, Schwinn, you have a a really good memory for this stuff. Just while we're on this and, you know, while we're talking, who are some other major injuries? I'd actually like to research this. There was Brunson last season. Uh, Brunson came back. Did he have a minutes limit? No. Yeah, no, I'm going to check. Is there anybody else you can think of that I should like? Just Brunson? I have not. I cannot tell you a single player that came back on a major injury
1: or any type of injury and had any type of total discrepancy in their minutes like this. And there's nothing based on his rotations tonight that would tell you it's a rotate that it's about a minutes limit more than it is about this fucking guy's predestined rotations.
2: So to Schwinn's point, just to just to follow up on Schwinn's point, Jalen Brunson had a couple of multi-game stretches last season where he missed time. Uh the first came about. 25 34 games into the season he missed three games he came back for a home game against phoenix and played 39 minutes then he missed uh two games played at sacramento played 19 minutes in the first half got hurt again then played three or missed three games came back against denver played 32 games 32 minutes then missed two games again came back against miami played 30 minutes then missed two games again again came back and played 30 minutes I, look, quickly and Brunson aren't the same in the sense of Qu- Brunson's role is bigger, but I do think there's a trend there of like Brunson's basically playing his normal rotation every single time he immediately came back from injury. So I mean, if you're out there listening and trying to listen with an open mind, I think you can take that. Forward. Well, no, no, I mean, fuck this. We don't. like Last year, I may know quickly
1: missed a game in January 2022. Did not dress. I'm. I remember that being for some type of knee inflammation. Some type. Some type of like similar type of like you know maintenance thing, right? Missed a game. Came out the next game. He played 27 minutes, 17 seconds. I'm sorry. You don't get the benefit of the doubt here. Tibbs does not. Tibbs does not get the fucking benefit of the doubt on a fucking minutes limit. Give me a fucking break. He coached like a fucking idiot tonight, and we can just say that. There's really nothing else to say. He coached like a moron. He basically pulled quickly at the same time he pulled RJ because RJ missed a dunk where he could have just dumped it off to Hart for a layup. Like was an option for him. Go back and watch the play. I mean, I don't remember if it was Hart or it was Grimes. I'm pretty sure it was Hart. He coached like an idiot tonight. And
2: at it, no was, it point... was it was Hart, by the way, Schwen. Sorry. Yeah.
1: And and at no point in this game was he proactive about his approach. He had a game tonight. Yeah, was Markkinen back? Sure, Markkinen got an actual minutes limit tonight of twenty five minutes. Um, I would love to go look at the box score. I will go look that look that up right now. I am going to guess that Markkinen did play twenty five or less minutes. He played exactly twenty five. Played exactly twenty five minutes. And you lost that game. You want to know why you lost that game? Because that coach knew exactly what your rotations are going to be and he coached to that.
2: You wanna you wanna hear something worse, Schwinn? Oh no, I, I know,
1: I know exactly what you're gonna say. Everybody on their bench had a plus. Every marketing, fucking player on their bench
2: had a fucking plus compared to everybody was, on our bench. Marketing was minus 14, which means they lost the non marketing. Oh no, marketing. it wasn't just marketing. Here we go.
1: Let's just do the whole fucking Utah Jazz starting lineup. Let's do that. Kelly Olinick. Minus one in 30 minutes. Markkinen, minus 14 and 25. Fontecchio, minus 10 in his 31. Sexton, minus nine in his fucking 30. Keontae George, who basically died on the floor tonight. (coughs) Zero in four minutes. Their bench, Taylor fucking Hendricks, plus 25 in 20 minutes. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Taylor Hendricks, who's probably played fucking more G league minutes than he played NBA minutes tonight was a plus fucking 25. Okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. Yeah. This is fun. Omer York seven Omer York seven five minutes plus five. Walker Kessler 23 minutes plus three. Taylor fucking horn Tucker 23 minutes plus three or sorry. Minus eight. Somehow, this guy who looked at the end of the game like Kobe Bryant was a minus eight. Chris Dunn, plus 13, 18 minutes. Ochai fucking Agbaje, plus 16, 30 minutes. This was a total fucking coaching mismatch. And I don't even think Will Hardy's that good of a coach. I really don't. I really don't. I've watched enough of the Jazz at the end of last year and the start of this year I think he's a fine coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. He should not be outclassing you like this. And this was totally being outclassed. This was being totally, just being completely mismanaged the entire game. He knew exactly what the next rotations are going to be. And he coached against that. This was pathetic. And this was pathetic very specifically. Yeah, you want to single out specific players? Fine, go for it. You want to say R.J. Barrett had a terrible game? Go for it. You want to say Jalen Brunson had a terrible game, go for it. You want to say whoever the Josh Hart had a terrible game. Who Josh Hart, what was he? Fucking 0 for 78 for zero points, whatever the fuck in it was. 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. You want to you want to say that? Go for it. This was a coaching loss. This was a pure and simple coaching loss to me. And I don't give a yeah. shit what anybody says. They even you have can Jordan me, Clarkson you, and John Collins. You, you, can, you can tell me, oh, well, the Knicks missed a bunch of open threes. You're like, yeah, well, guess what? He played the one guy in the first half that made Threes he played the one guy that made threes 10, Ten fucking minutes. minutes. And then he minutes. played him. He put him a grand total of eight minutes in the second half. This is pathetic oh, coaching. Goodness. This is dog shit coaching. And this is the type of coaching that not only deserves to be fucking criticized, but this is the type of coaching that every time Jeff gets up here and is like, oh my God, guess what, guys? Fucking a man goes the man, the man trade. I'm gonna be like, I don't like Jeff. Shut the fuck up, kill yourself, or circuit your free agency matter for a, like it exists for a reason. This is the shit that gives him fucking oxygen to breathe <laughs> that deadly fucking poisonous air into the atmosphere. This is what it does. And I'm sorry, this was such an egregious. I'm I, I just I cannot I, I'm sorry. Anybody that's like sitting there like, well, quickly money but Arnold Mint Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He was on a fucking minutes limit. Oh, he's on a minutes limit until the last fucking possession of the game where miraculously he was healthy enough to play another minute or two in the most, like, pressure-packed position of the game. Get the fuck out of my face with that. This was just garbage coaching. This was garbage coaching. That's what it was. It was garbage coaching. It was garbage minutes management. And, you know, look. If he gets in that into in front of those r- reporters tonight, and I I mean look, I'm sure that the great New York uh, Knicks beat that loves to hold people accountable, you know that's why they want to talk to Leon Rose. Oh, they want to hold people accountable. I'm sure they'll ask Tom Thibodeau about why Mano quickly only put 18 minutes on a night. By the way, that he went six of eight from the field, three of four from three, for 15 points, two steals, one assist, two rebounds in 18 minutes of play. Um, I would love I would love, to, I one would love of to hear our that. Three
0: best players tonight. Yeah.
1: I would love to hear that. I would love to hear that. And by the way, I want to just say this because I shit on this guy all the time and I go out of my way to shine. I thought Julius Randle was awesome tonight. I thought he was awesome tonight. I thought his defense was locked in tonight. I thought he was locked in tonight. I thought thought he was the best player on the floor the entire time he was on the floor. And he deserves all the credit in the world. He was fantastic tonight.
2: He was great. And not only was he great, but... Think about all the conversations we've had in post games of being frustrated with Julius Randle because another player is playing great. And then it's crunch time and Randle's like, "Okay, it's the Randle show. It's me versus Kevin Durant. Well, guess what? It should have been the Randle show tonight because not only was he great, but that set the Knicks were running with Randle getting the ball 15 feet from the basket. The Jazz had no clue what to do versus it, and they were pre-adjusting to it they could have gotten a look they could if randall got the ball at the elbow they could have gotten whatever look they wanted whenever they wanted and jalen brunson basically just said no this is my game like it's my turn and look jalen brunson's earned leash to do that he absolutely has but when you make that he's got he's got to own the loss mate he's got it he's got yeah he's if you're gonna make that decision when julius randall is playing so overwhelmingly well you have to eat the loss if you don't come through. And he didn't come through tonight. He wasn't even trying to put the ball in the basket. He was hunting fouls every single time he had the ball in his hands. and
0: So frustrating.
2: I can't fucking take it. Like, I look at, like, I, I'm cool, dude. You got 16 free throws. You didn't even, you, you shot, like, dog shit. you
0: missed throw. a whole bunch of them, too. That's the yeah. most annoying part. It's like you're but hunting wait, for these like, fouls, and also, you can't even hit your free throws.
1: Yeah, and also, can we just, I just want to throw this out there, like, look, I don't really care. I know Quentin Grimes is like what was it, minus twenty-seven tonight. I, I don't know how much of that is actually like him. I feel like he got put in some like weird lineups. Like it was not really a reflection on like him being singularly terrible or something. But motherfucker, you want minutes? You go to the line in the fourth quarter. Did you have like okay? He fine. He misses the first free throw. As when when he went to the line for that second one, I knew he was going to miss that because he rushed that shit. You could tell he rushed it. You would like see he like
0: he gets so frazzled so And easily. and
1: it was it was ridiculous. I, I I know that's like a very like minor thing to harp on um but it's just like it's one of the things where I'm like I, it just it's a collective thing though. I mean look, he missed
2: two whatever it is. It's a compounding Brunson, thing. It's, how it's, many did Brunson miss that... in the
1: fourth quarter? Did Brunson miss three in the fourth quarter? I think he missed three in the fourth quarter.
2: At least, I I would say at least, I would say at least 3. He was 11 of 16 overall. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh no! It was three so in the so it's, yeah. So so three three's got to be right. It's I'm two. I'm pretty sure he missed
1: three in the fourth quarter. Divincenzo missed one. And honestly, I don't care that Divincenzo missed one. The guy was like nails in the fourth quarter. He was the only guy that made a fucking three, other than quickly, who we couldn't play. He's on a minutes limit, by the way. Oh yeah, he was on a minutes limit. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. Um, I, I'm sorry. This was a total joke. And like, look, I, I love Josh Hart. I think Josh Hart's played great the last however many games. It Doesn't really matter how many games. And I know he came out in the plus tonight, but like you know he he wasn't good tonight he didn't really do anything tonight and um this this was just a this was just a terrible this this is a perfect example of like hey man if you want to like start a certain lineup because you want to play different lineups later because you value them that's fine but guess what you got to actually like do it then and he didn't do it at all in the first half in the first half there were zero there were zero minutes with Hart, Brunson, Josh Hart on the floor, Randall on the floor. And that is the Knicks' money lineup. That is like literally their money lineup. Go look at it. Anything for the season, that is their money lineup. Zero minutes in the first half. In the second half, I'm pretty sure they only played minutes at the very end of the game in those uh in those minutes where apparently, you know, it quickly was on our yeah, yeah, you know, he was on a minutes limit until the very end of the game. Until that, that that portion, I'm pretty sure they played zero minutes but they did play minutes with Randall on the floor. And guess what? They played pretty well in those minutes until uh, Isaiah Hardenstein decided to come into the dumbest fucking foul
2: of all time at the end of the
1: third <laughs> quarter. Um, but it, this was a terrible game. And, and it was a terrible. We, we, we need a
2: Schwinn. Schwinn. We need a. Hardenstein was awful tonight. He was, he was, yeah, he was another terrible. one who was awful and he did something. And like, dude, I say this so much on this pod, but I just think you have such a great perspective and make so many great points he did something that you talk about all the time. He's a 6'11, seven foot dude playing like he's 6'4. He plays sm- when he's at his worst, he plays smaller than any center I've ever seen in my life. That layup, that, that floater where uh, he got blocked by Walker Kessler and Han, or was it Han or was it, or was it Wally? I, yeah. I don't know who, it, was Han. It, was it was.
1: It was Han, Han because Han. Han was on fucking crack tonight. <laughs> a fucking crack tonight. Oh, I don't know. Is that a flagrant? He grabbed his fucking ankle. That's an I by the way, they reviewed that and said that wasn't a flagrant. I have no idea how that's not a flagrant. How is that a play on the ball? The ball is like six feet away. He grabs DiVincenzo's ankle. How is that? That's a blatant, that's a flagrant foul. Like, I'm not saying, you know, look, I'm a nineties fucking baby. You know, see it. See it right here. I'm a nineties, like, like I, I'm all for that not being a flagrant. But by, you know, Sam's beautiful, uh, all black hair, facial hair going on there, his generation, that's, that is is a flagrant by that generation. Yes, definitely. That's a flagrant. How the fuck is that? And Han is this is a fucking MSG broadcast. <laughs> Get the
0: fuck I, I hate of when they try Get so hard to be stop. objective. It's but, like, why, no, why are you be a homer for once.
1: It's not even being a homer. Just know the fucking rules, man. Know the fucking rules. This isn't hard. That is a fucking flagrant foul. And for them to not call that a flagrant, thank shout out to Zach Zarba, who's probably going to the fucking same school that Tim Donahue went to. Congrats to him. Uh, you know, like, well, of course he is, because Scott Foster's still a fucking ref. Uh, like, you know, how that wasn't a flagrant is beyond me. But I'm not gonna sit here and blame the officials. The Knicks did not lose the game because of the officials, the Knicks did not lose did not lose this game because of officiating. The Knicks lost this game because their coach coached like an asshole and Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett, so that, like, R.J. Barrett, both those guys play like assholes. That's, it is as simple as that. I don't think it needs to go, yeah, like, I agree with you, Jeff. Isaiah Hernstein, terrible performance. But even with that, if Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett don't play like gigantic fucking assholes, they win this game. And R.J. Barrett, that dunk he attempted and missed, you can't miss that. I'm sorry. If you go up for that there, and you pass up the, you, you know, you don't pass the ball to Josh Hart. I'm fine with that. You don't want to pass Josh there. Guess what? What you got to do? You got you to finish off that attempt. And he didn't do it. That was a joke. And he was terrible the entire night. I didn't like, I, I thought his defense was actually okay. I didn't have a problem with his defense tonight at all. But his offense, he had no legs. And, you know, if you want to sit there and tell me, you know, it's one of those, like, I know, playing in Utah is weird. You're at altitude. It can be a tough first game on the road. I get that. Losing this game the way they did was a joke. And that falls on Tibbs, and that falls on Brunson, and that falls on R.J. Barrett. Those three were so culpable in this defeat that I don't think there needs to be much more of an analysis beyond them. They were pathetic. And, and, And to your point, Jeff, about Brunson, Brunson became so much more interested in trying to draw fouls down the stretch of the game then making shots
0: and like crying to the refs too, yeah. like for every single thing. There was that like... one where there's that one where
1: Walker Kessler blocked him, right? And he was bitching. I'm like, that's just a good like there's nothing to bitch about. You got blocked. That was a clean block. There's nothing to bitch about. So yeah. that's what it was. I just want to say uh no, hold I... up. Oh. Mix AGM. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Nobody is saying this. So everyone was horrible, but quickly. No. Nobody's fucking saying that. Shut the fuck up. Do that. Do me a favor and shut the fuck up. Do us all a favor and shut the fuck up. Jesus fucking Christ.
2: Um, yeah, that's that's accurate. Um, another thing we've talked we've talked about on this post game. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, all right, it's tough to talk after something like that. Um, another thing we've talked a lot about on pods in this post game is, and this this goes back to Tibbs and it goes back I'm to I'm sorry, Josh. I'm sorry, Jeff.
1: I gotta... That's not what I just fucking said. Are you fucking kidding me? What I just said is that Tibbs sucked, Brunson sucked, and RJ sucked, and nothing else is to be said. What the fuck are you talking about? Go away. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Holy shit. Shut the fuck up.
2: <laughs> Dude, this can't be real.
1: Put um, time out, bro. Get the fuck out of here.
2: This You're is the first this person is crazy. I put in
1: time out, ever.
2: This is crazy. Um, oh, man. You know that great that great Twitter meme where the guy's like, Waffles are great, and then somebody responds with like, What the fuck? You hate pancakes? And he's like, That's exactly what what that was. (laughs) was (laughs) Um oh brother. Uh okay, let's let's try to bring back the analysis. Um, something we've talked a lot about on this post-game, all three of us and Tyrese, and then Schwin, we talked about it on um, I forget if it was your last the last time I was on Strickland or doesn't matter. Um, we talked about how one of the reasons the lineup rotations are so restrictive is because Tibbs is really unwilling to play any of his guards at small forward. And the reason that's that. So like, let's just start there. If Grimes quickly and DiVincenzo are all restricted to either playing point guard in quickly's case or shooting guard in all Three's case with Brunson playing 36 to 40 minutes a night, there's 60 minutes left available for three guys that all are in the rotation. So like right there, you're just fucked. Like how is somebody going to play even 30 minutes? You're leaving 30 minutes for the other guy you're done. And on, an, and on a night like tonight, when nobody has it going, except for quickly and even Genzo and Randall, you have to be willing to, you know, seed some things that you think are super important. You know, like Tibbs would be like, Oh, well, I don't want to be too small. Three dude. The things that you're valuing right now aren't working out. Sometimes you just got to. Oh, also, we're playing best.
0: the freaking Jazz who, like, who's like the scary small forward that, like, we're right. scared of? Is it Fontecchio that we're scared of going off? Like, yeah, I don't understand, like, what's his obsession with Josh Hart and the size and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Also, it's
1: also just okay. Like, Josh Hart, like, this is my thing. Like, okay, RJ didn't have it tonight. It happens. It happens. Josh Hart didn't have it tonight. It happens. Like, It's not a big deal. It it isn't. Like, these guys have been good players for all year. Okay, they didn't have it tonight. Okay? Find a different solution. You know, like, or even if you want to keep one of them on the floor, fine. But, like, the the way he did it is just, to your point, Jeff, it's just, you know, stupid.
2: And, like... It's so funny how it worked for both small forward and power forward Hart is just the only answer. So like people are like, Oh, Hart's become the sixth man. Well, yeah. When Randall, when Randall isn't on the court, there's one answer at power forward. That's Josh Hart. When RJ Barrett isn't on the court, there's one answer at small forward. That's Josh Hart. He doesn't see anybody else is capable of playing either of those roles. So like I saw somebody who in my, in uh, my comments today on Twitter, and that was like, so Emmanuel quickly should have won the sixth man of the year last year and he got demoted. And I'm like, I don't even think Tibbs sees it as a demotion. I think he just promoted Josh Hart. Like he's just like, well, this is the only guy who can play small forward or power forward. When my two main guys aren't out there, I need to get him on the court as soon as possible because he's the only other solution. And it's like, no, that's, that's not true at all. Grimes could play small forward. Devin can play like he was playing small forward in lineups on the Warriors last year. These things are fine, especially with how DiVincenzo and quickly rebound. It's okay to, and how switchable they are defensively. And
1: especially how DiVincenzo was
2: rebounding tonight. I mean, he was great on their boards tonight. He was, gr- he was great and quickly, quickly got that huge offensive rebound to set up Brunson for the tie. Uh, dude, I can't believe it's not tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't believe in any of these like conspiracy theories. I, I don't, I don't, I like the whole like, oh, MSG is out to get quickly. But with Han watching that replay and being like, the Knicks don't get that steal if Divincenzo does it, and I'm like, dude, you're watching quickly strip the ball. Like you, you can't even say you can't even say his name, like it, stuff like that. I'm just like, uh, are, are we sure? Han uh, uh, not- has
1: no idea what he's watching. This is the same guy that fucking died for us to like trade for Russell Westbrook a couple of years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's,
2: that's no good. That's, um, yeah. I I I'm going to continue to think that the Knicks rotation will be extremely limited if. They only see three guys as threes and fours. Because if Hart, RJ, and Randall are getting all 96 of the small forward and power forward minutes, you're leaving an an extremely limited amount of minutes for three guys who can be really important to your team. It's the three best spacers on your team. And you're basically saying, Yeah, you guys get 60 minutes. Like you guys get 60 minutes, and then Brunson, Hart, RJ, Randall, you guys are gonna get like double that, which is I don't that doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that's the best version of this team. And I think it's really hurting them right now.
0: Jordan, Bob, we will never see small ball lineups. Um, in 2k, Jeff Tibbs will only use it when it's, t- when it is too late.
2: <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree with that Jordan and man, shout out to Jordan. He's always like sharing our stuff. He's, he's one of my favorite people on here. He's so supportive. Um, I agree. And I don't even know if Tibbs is necessarily wrong. I just don't consider a lineup of like, Brunson quickly Grimes, Randall and a center small in today's league. To me, that's like almost big. Look at, you know, like the, I know the Celtics are special, but, you know, they're doing stuff like Tatum at the four with, you know, Al Horford at center and then three guards, one through three. You know, like I just think that the Knicks, I, I think there's more meat on the bone and there's a higher ceiling here. And we're just we don't know it because we we haven't been willing Coach to realize right
0: i feel like we're complaining about a lot of the same things that we complained about in i want to say 2022 when we were because like i remember in 2022 we were, we were we were asking for like all these different lineups so like hey trying out you know try iq burks rj and like someone else with like you know a center and see how that lineup goes like you know stuff like that um it's always going to be uh problem with this coach because of the pre-designated rotations and I think with you know with DiVincenzo being here while he has added um, a new element um, you know he's also forced Thibs you know to be restrictive with the guard rotation unfortunately
2: yeah that's a great point I, I don't have a better answer than that I wish I did but I just I'm extremely p- positive that almost every other coach would be a little bit more liberal with letting these guys like running some of these three guard lineups. And I think it could really unlock some things for the Knicks.
1: Yeah. I don't don't know. Um, This was just such a deplorable coaching performance that like, this is the type of coaching performance where if you don't see significant changes in the next game, I think you gotta ask real questions. That's how bad it was to me. Um to have no understanding of what you're watching in that first half and taking out RJ and quick at the same time was bizarre to me. And it's not like I don't I'm completely fine with RJ's minutes this year, and I'm completely fine with his minutes today. You know, uh, I I was because I thought that RJ um, I think he's had a good year and I just thought he had a bad game tonight. He didn't have it at any point tonight. It, it is what it is. You know, he, what did he start the game off? 0 of nine? He got a little bit going in the, in the second quarter, like, but it wasn't great. He misses that dunk, which like, again, we don't have to relive it again, but like, that felt like a really big momentum shift. Um, and then, you know, I think they scored on the other end. They might've made a three and then he called a timeout. And it was like, he took Quick and RJ at the same time. And I'm like, how are you watching this? And your takeaway is that like, both these guys need to come out right now. I didn't understand that. Um, and and not just that it, did I didn't understand that. It was like, okay, you want to take out two guys fine, but like hard staying in though, because why? What's the, like, I, I didn't get any of that. Um, and again, it just robbed you of any chance in the first half of playing your best three-man lineup which is Brunson Hart quickly uh, again. And and he, he constantly chooses to do this. This is a conscious choice at this point. And I don't want to hear about the minutes. I don't want to hear about the minutes limit because I don't fucking believe it exists. There's nothing in his past as a coach of this team and how we've handled injuries to indicate that exists. So um, I don't know. This is a really, really frustrating game for me. Um, I'm sure it's frustrating for a lot of people, but like, want to make it very clear, like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, like, for me, coming out of this game, I'm not like, oh, RJ needs to have his minutes cut, and, like, it's not about that. It is about, like, hey, can you actually adapt in-game to what the fuck is going on? Because today was a perfect example of him, not at all. This was like, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and he did it, and that was it. And even when he pulled quick in the second half, I'm like, what what was that for like what did he get pulled for i don't know cuz
2: i taylor- i would i would i would know the answer by the way Tibbs. oh or- i know i know exactly what it was
1: cuz taylor Tucker made like a leaning fucking yep. floating jumper off the glass off of that one possession
2: that's what it was it's such a it's such a it's such a biased and um what's the better word it basically you're looking for what you already believe to be true basically the reason quickly doesn't have a bigger role is Tibbs doesn't like his size. He thinks you need, he needs more size at point of attack. So when quickly gets burned and, or when somebody makes a tough shot over them, like Taylor and Horton Tucker's one-handed hook shot that to Tibbs proves like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just not big enough. We need more size there. But then he comes out and Grimes gets burned by Taylor Horton Tucker immediately. And it's like, uh, what, how does that? Yeah, that's fine. And it's just like, you can, the biases really come to fruition when, you, when you see what, like, you know, and to be, and to expand on that quickly was awesome offensively. So like, it shouldn't even matter because we have a huge, we have a four-year sample size of people being like, oh, well, you can't bench Randall. You can't bench Brunson. Their offense just too good. Who cares? Who cares about their defense? Well, guess what? Even if, even if you can argue quickly, defense was bad tonight, it wasn't. But if you wanted to make that argument, his offense should have over should should have overwhelmed that. Um, it's just hypocritical coaching and yeah.
1: Uh, this is from Omar Uthiff. Is it me or is I heart Bonehead plays multiplied this year? I think Isaiah Hardenstein has been trying to do way too much. Uh, I think he's trying to do way too much the last few games. And I've been I've been talking about this since like I don't know since like ten games ago. Like I I've not liked. I thought he started off the year great. Like, I mean that, like, great. I don't know exactly what's going on with him the last 10, 11, 12 games. It's not been as good. And tonight was really bad. Like, tonight, I don't even know what the hell was going on with him there. This should have been a game where, like, especially in the non-Walker Kessler minutes, that should have been, you know, a fucking walk in the park for him. And he had nothing. I mean, he he was just bad tonight. And uh, I don't know, it's just really disappointing.
0: It looks like he's trying to like overcompensate for Mitch's absence, which <clears throat> um he, he didn't have to do last year because Mitch was much more present. Um, and, you know, his role was like pretty consistent the whole year. And even when Mitch was out, Randall kind of stepped up and like kind of made it so he didn't have to do t- like, he didn't have to try to overcompensate. So it feels like he's just trying to do that. Hopefully he just chills out. next couple games but these road stretches they can this especially this road stretch can get really tough and you know guys might be trying to do a little bit too much as we keep going
2: and i think that's that's what makes this loss hurt even more sam is i think a lot of people in the back of their minds were like we gotta get this win get to 14 and 9 because you know we've got an this is this was the soft game in this 10 game stretch the Knicks have. For those who don't know, the Knicks next nine games. It's at Phoenix, at LA, at LA, at Brooklyn, a doubleheader against the Bucks at MSG, uh, two games in three nights. At Oklahoma City, at Orlando, at Indiana, and then back home against Minnesota. That's the Knicks next ten games. Um, yeah, ten games. That's that's their next ten games. They're getting a reprieve. They're getting I, a on reprie- New Year's D- New Year's Day against the best team, best record in basketball. Like. <laughs> this they needed to win this game and and can i
1: can i also just say like i'm not some huge like oh jericho Sims. like i don't actually understand why jericho sims didn't come back into this game at some point because i thought Hartenstein was terrible like i get that jericho sims wasn't exactly you know amazing but like you know if this is about performance or whatever like I, i just don't really under i don't understand what the minutes in this game are about it's probably the best record. like nothing about the rotations or minutes in this game made any sense across the board across the board and i mean that for everybody um and um yeah look we're playing the lakers on what is it or no we play the we play the suns on saturday or on friday
2: suns mm-hmm. on friday and then the clippers on so saturday and the then the lakers on monday. on monday
1: and you know look I, I i think we actually match up with the clippers well even though they're they're weird, but whatever. I think we match up with them all. Like, it, it's not, it doesn't really matter how we match up with any team. The point is, like, you pissed away a game that you should have banked. And, and honestly, even with as bad as Tibbs coach tonight, you probably would have banked if Brunson makes free throws and has a, even an okay shooting game. Um, but he didn't. And, and the point is, like, when he, like, it, it just drives me nuts that, Brunson can have a performance like this and it's fine. No big deal. Next game he plays his minutes and I'm not even asking him for an have reduced minutes, but at the same time, people will be like, well, if quickly starts off the next game, 0 for three, watch it. What? Oh, how, co- Oh, you oh. can't
0: quick? pay him $120 million. <laughs> how,
1: how can he play more minutes? He only he started 0 for three. Oh my God. Like there it's like, it's like certain guys in this team are allowed every fucking benefit of the doubt to play however grace. Minutes they grace and then other guys have to prove their worth every single second that are on the floor and that is not healthy and look nafima huda said this i wouldn't be surprised if we are quick starting to speak out about his role Harm grimes already voiced our thoughts with the colonel and we just reached december uh quick, I, I
2: i it wouldn't it, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me because
1: I think I think something's
2: wrong with quickly mentally, and I mean that. I mean that is I, no. I mean that as the biggest compliment in the world. He's clearly super smart. I just don't get how after four years of this, he hasn't complained yet. There has to be. He has to be just like the nicest guy in the world, or something. I or or he loves New York, or I don't know what it is. I don't know how he hasn't broken his shit by now. This is ridiculous. Again, I, I think the person who was in my comments made a really good point. He should have won six man of the year last year and the organization didn't pay him squand squabbled over $5 million a year and then said, Oh, by the way, you're not even gonna be the first guy off the bench anymore. Like that's a smack in the face. And how are we not talking about that more? That's completely disrespectful. He's played under 20 minutes in over a quarter of the games this season. Like it's, yeah, it's- but,
1: but, but, but he didn't play well in those games, Jeff. He didn't shoot well in those games. So, of course, he had to get okay.
2: And I wanted to say this when you brought it up. If there was a stat for this, and there isn't, but I wish there was, where you were able to deduce a, what percentage of a person's impact is defined by like points, rebounds, and assists, and usage, quickly would have one of the lowest number. Like his impact is not remotely defined by how he shoots. So if that if that idea of like oh well you're not shooting tonight so we're gonna join we're gonna jerk your minutes around that should apply to quickly last because he's helping you and he's out there pretty much every single night he's on the court. And I I don't really understand how somebody who watches him that closely every single night hasn't noticed that yet.
1: Look, I, I don't know. Um, all I know is that you, he played 18 minutes tonight. That's unacceptable. I just, like, I don't, I don't give a shit about what the reasoning is. I don't care what Fucking Knicks AGM 100 type typing on caps. I don't care what like anybody wants to say about the Knicks ceiling as a team and what the like. I don't care about any of that. Play guys that deserve to play their minutes. Like the guy has been one of your, like a massive net positive over four years. I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. And if he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt because Tibbs has a fucking raging boner for the fact that like Divincenzo can sky high for rebounds or something, or because. Quentin Grimes is all of, like, an inch and a half taller than him in shoes. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Like, I I just don't. I I think it's ridiculous. Um, And, you know, quite frankly, tonight, if you wanted to not play Brunton on the stretch, you would have been completely justified in not doing it.
0: I was going to bring that up, actually, because, like, there seemed a point – I mean – For the whole night, Brunson was pretty bad, but there was a point in like the fourth quarter I was like, Man, Brunson's just gotta sit. Like
1: the entire second half, I thought he was terrible.
0: Yeah, especially. Yeah, but like, yeah, I I I don't understand why. And then
1: and I and I I, I thought he started off the game great. That's what made it so like him and Grant. Like, first of all, I again I want to stress this. Randall, this was the best four-quarter performance you'll see from Randall. Like, this is as good as you could ask for him. I thought even the like. There was like a couple of possessions where he fucked up on Markinon, but like, look, is a tough cover. You're gonna fuck up a couple of couple possessions, but for the most part, he was on him. I thought I thought Randall was great tonight. I I mean, I mean that like I thought he was really really good. I have I, I, there there are nights like you know that last game against fucking Toronto. Everybody was like, oh my god, what an amazing Randall game. I wasn't that impressed by that because I was like his defense was atrocious the entire night. This was not that. I thought he was fantastic tonight, like truly. Um, even when he wasn't involved offensively, I thought he was fantastic. He was, he was, he was locked in. He played great, uh, and you know, he played. He played what thirty nine minutes tonight. This would have been one of those nights where, if, if Tibbs decided to run him forty five, I'd have been like, yeah, I get it, I get it. Like he was that. Yeah, good I was surprised tonight.
0: for how. I mean, it wasn't that long, but I was surprised for how long he did sit him in the fourth quarter when the Jazz were making their run, like.
1: Well maybe he's on a minutes limit.
0: <laughs> oh man. Um let's see. I saw a comment earlier that I did want to address. Oh, I mean, we kind of talked about RJ a little bit, but do we want to talk about him just a little bit more? I mean, he's he's been kind of weird since the migraine thing. Like he's had the good sh- he's had like the three good games before this, but then you know he's had pretty much a pretty rough stretch of games before that and then tonight's another rough game um it's really weird to gauge how he's gonna be going forward just because like he was really good to start the year got the migraine and then he's been up and down since so
2: that was a very very generous interpretation by you sam i was trying you
0: you must be in a good mood tonight i'm not i i took a nap before the game so i'm not as tired and like groggy as i would be if i just stayed up straight since work but um yeah i'm trying to be i'm trying to give rj some grace that you know the fans like to give to other players but not to people like quickly so
2: yeah uh he took 16 shots in 24 minutes tonight that's That's a lot that's a lot that's a lot there's a reason he only played 24 minutes tonight not just because his shot wasn't falling. He just wasn't very good at all. Um, I'm going to need him to not shoot so much. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, he had, he had a, an amazing second half to that game. Like this idea that I, I don't think RJ is being used optimally at all but this idea that the Knicks system or their best players are like suppressing him or suppressing his volume or his usage. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if after tonight he's closer to Randall in usage, he he's ahead of Brunson. He's getting his touches. He's, he's not going to be a good enough scorer to just only shoot when he gets to when the ball touches his hands, he needs to start doing a better job of forcing those collapses and find shooters. Um, now, is it possible people miss some shots off his passes tonight? Maybe, but if he had a bunch of potential assists tonight, I mean, we're talking about him carrying like a 50% usage or something ridiculous in the 24 minutes he played. Like he was very, he was very, very loud in this game. Um, and if he's going to have the ball this much, there's no other way to say it. He needs to be more effective. Uh, we're getting further and further away from the migraine. I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know how else to break this down. Besides, uh, do I care a lot if the ball is going in the hoop? Not really, because as Tibbs always says, as we always talk about, the goal needs to be impacting in more controllable ways and more consistent ways. And tonight, RJ didn't do that. He wasn't. A, he didn't make too many great rim reads. He wasn't really. Good he was awful defense. tonight. There,
1: there's not, like he was terrible tonight. He made game. He made momentum changing losing plays tonight that's a fact like he just did it it's fine it happens that's part of any any player's performance not just rj but if we're if we're going to be like um you know if we're going to talk about anybody being like uh a, a, a franchise cornerstone right um then he needs to be held to that standard and he was terrible tonight. I mean, that there was one play was it in the second half where he like drove in and he had a kick out, he had a kick out and he instead of took some ridiculous floater. Uh, I think it was like a four point game at that point, misses it. And they come back and they drain a three. And it's like, I'm not saying like the three was not on him in the sense of like, it's not like he lagged behind or it wasn't like that. Like that's been the encouraging part of his performance this year, where it's like, when he fucks up, you're not like, well, he's just standing back there and like not getting back. He's getting back, but you can't ignore the fuck up. Right. Um, and it's, it's what it is. He played a bad game tonight. And, um, look, three of 16, nine points, six rebounds, two assists. Like it's what it is. You know, like that you take 16 shots, you take you score nine points, and and the team depends on you. Like, you're, you know, if he takes 16 shots, we are expecting him to make at least, what, like 16 points? Is that fair to say? Right, like, that. I, I know it's a very simplistic way of looking at it, but, like, that wins you the game, right? He didn't do that tonight. He's over 7 from three. I don't mind the threes. I, I thought he took one bad three. There was one weird movement three he took. But aside from that, like, I don't have a problem with threes. He doesn't make them. But the, the shots inside the arc, to your point, like, There were a couple of them. There was bad decision-making.
2: Um, you know, the the, the, the one that got him pulled was, that was, I mean, that was just a horrendous, like to go at Walker Kessler like that, when you, he had options there to, to not do that. I can't even imagine wide open the entire possession at the top of the key, the entire possession
1: quickly. And he was like, like he's there, he's asking for it wide open the entire time. Didn't, didn't give it to him. Um, you know, and and it's not just him, you know. Again, Brunson, 6-19, yes. 23 points. 11-16 to 16 from the free throw line. oh for 6 from 3. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I have a tough time looking at this list. Look, the Knicks had three guys that made threes tonight. Randall, 2 of 6, who I think we all agree played great tonight. DiVincenzo, 4 of 9. I had no problem with his minutes. Quickly, 3 of 4. three best players point. tonight. That was it. Everybody else did not make three, not a single other person made a three. Um, and if you want to say that's the game, if you want to say the games was well, guys didn't make threes. Well, you didn't play one of your best three-point shooters in the night, a lot of minutes. So, what do you want me to say? Like, yeah. you don't get you yeah. you can't you it can't be like, well, guys didn't make threes. It'd be one thing if guys didn't make threes and you gave everybody a fair shot. You didn't. Okay, you you decided to sit. Your best three point shooter for thirty minutes tonight. That was your it's, choice.
0: It's fair to assume that quickly probably would hit like maybe two or three more threes, and that's it, the game even, right there. Even,
1: even if he didn't, they'd defend him like he was. He hit yeah. three for four, like. And
0: it, that opens up so many other things for the team as well.
1: But you know, if he goes zero for three tomorrow, the, the next game, that'll that'll prove it. Well, to see, Tim's is
2: right.
0: <laughs> Tim says that foresight um yeah. i don't
2: like i don't like the perspective of like turning things into these volatile parts of the game like oh if they just hit a couple more threes the Knicks win like sometimes threes aren't going to go in you have to control for things that you can control that's that's part of basketball And I feel like the knicks don't do that right exactly and like if, if it's just if every game is just going to come down to a three-point contest why even play the games there's I know, I know people don't like the heavy emphasis on threes in the modern game, but, like, if you watch most games, there's actually a lot more going on. There's a lot that happens to create these threes, a lot of skill, a lot of movement inside the arc, and to just sum it up to, like, oh, well, I mean, the Knicks lost by four, and, you know, if somebody just made two more threes, they went, no. Like, no, there are a ton of more things that the Knicks can do better and could have done better than oh, they Even and
1: if you want to sum it up that... <laughs> maybe play the guys that made more threes then right
2: like, yeah. even yeah. if you want to sum
1: it up to that okay great great point so what was the reason that Brunson played a bunch of minutes tonight and quickly didn't like you know what i mean like if you want to boil it down to just that one specific point of emphasis it still doesn't make sense like it still doesn't make sense and so like look I- i'm sorry but it is absurd i'm like after that miami game right? You know, we come back from 20 down And every, everybody, not just me, not just Sam, not just you, Jeff, not just a bunch of Quickly or Quickly, yeah, Quickly people. who want to do it. Quickly people, not a bunch of us who just love Emmanuel Quickly. And, you know, all our entire existence is about praising Emmanuel Quickly at everybody's expense. You know, that's apparently what we do here. Um, Like, you had fucking guys in the national, like Doc Rivers, fucking all these guys in the national broadcast. Everybody, they were talking about, like, man, this guy is giving them energy that you just like. All this stuff. How, how is he losing minutes after that game? How is he losing minutes after the game? It is absurd. Coach. And, and it is it is so dumb. It is so fucking stupid that he has to earn his minutes every stint he's on the floor. Oh, it's like, I, I really, like, it's. it feels like every, okay, he's on the floor now. If the Knicks don't win this next nine minutes, that proves Emmanuel Quigley doesn't deserve more minutes. And if they do, oh, well, this proves it's like No, like we have a fucking massive sample that says he deserves more minutes. And this doesn't mean that I I don't have any issue with RJ Barrett getting his minutes. I don't want, I I don't, I'll be quite honest. I don't think Jalen Brunson needs to play the minutes he's playing. I don't think Julius Randle needs to play the minutes he's playing. Not because I don't think they're good. I mean, I have my own issues with Julius Randle. But usually Julius Randall isn't, I don't think he's a good regular season player, right? Like, but like you don't need to play these guys the minutes they're playing. They can play two, three less minutes a game. And that can go to Emmanuel Cookie, that can go to Josh Hart, that can go to Dante DiVincenzo, that can go to Quentin Grimes. Like you can find more minutes for these guys. We don't need to act like, like, really, I, I'm looking at this box score tonight. Okay. Let me just read the minutes off. Okay. This, this I'm reading the minutes off here. Randall 39 minutes completely deserved. Jericho Sims 18. Brunson 39. Divincenzo 27. RJ Barrett 24. Hartenstein 29. Hart 29. Quickly 18. Grimes 16. Really? That was optimal. That was the optimal minutes distribution tonight. Really? Like that's what we're talking about here. It's a joke. Like, we don't need to pretend like this is acceptable. And this is not a case of like, like, it's one thing you like, like. I remember after the uh, the Raptors game, the first Raptors game, we, we beat them in Toronto. We got in here in the post game, Jeff, and you were talking about cookies minutes. I was like, look, I don't mind it tonight. You know, like he went with DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo helped us close the game out. I had no problem with it. I'm fine with that. I am fine with on certain nights if a certain lineup you want to roll with, you want to give it a chance, and it helps you close it. I have no problem with that. But tonight, he just made decisions. For what? Like what? For what? And yeah, you can tell me. Yeah, that closing lineup closed the game out. Sure, they closed the gap. You really want to tell me Josh Hart was critical to them closing that gap? Really? Like Josh Hart was the the key component of that comeback? Or Brunson? Who? I mean, how many possessions did he piss away in that game? Down the stretch, even. You know, like it. It, it just it, it's just ridiculous to me. And and you know. Their their games were, like RJ didn't close out the last game, and I know that it was a weird one, right? Because like he played well, but then Grimes came in, and they extended the lead, and I get it. But it's like it's the same type of thing where I'm like, eh, I, I don't know. Like, should he not have been in there? I, I don't know. Like, it's a tough one. I, I get it. It's a little bit tough for tips sometimes, but tonight was not tough. But he made it tough on himself, and he didn't really like. I don't know. None of it. Look, to me, he, for some reason, decided to tie RJ and IQ's, like, sub-outs together. And I I just don't really understand why. Because I don't think that, like, their performances were tied together tonight. Like, I just thought RJ had a bad game, which happens. And quickly didn't, but quickly put a lot of it into RJ. And for some reason, he was the one guy that got punished for that. But Hartenstein and Hart were cool. Even though I thought Hartenstein, very specifically, was atrocious
2: yeah i mean we're just gonna keep going round and round i think we all i think and i'm not criticizing you for talking about it talk about as much as you want but i think the only thing me and sam can say is yeah you're right like that the uh, there was no reason for josh hart to be like it. the only thing i have to say is i think that tibbs really really gets tunnel vision and focuses on the things that he thinks are important and that's what these subs or lack of subs are about so like you brought up the raptors game RJ played the first five minutes of the fourth quarter, came out at the seven minute mark. And then he got subbed back in with like a minute and a half, two minutes left. And for the, that five minute stretch from seven minute down to two minutes, you know, Knicks fans were like, Oh my God, like, you know, this is a close game. We need to get RJ back in. He's been great this second half. And I'd bet if Tibbs was asked, he was just like, Oh, well this lineup kind of had it going. And I really liked Grimes and Hart's defense. Like I thought it was really necessary with Barnes and OG being their two best players that night. I would bet a lot that that's what he would say. He sometimes, he's so honed in on a specific things, he underrates the macro. And you brought up another great point where you were just like, okay, maybe some nights quickly size actually is going to be a deterrent and should, you know, put a cap on his minutes. But in the macro, we have a four-year sample size of just everything going well when he plays. That has to be more important than some little box that that quickly doesn't check. Like, that that just has to matter more. And I just don't know if Tibbs is ever going to see it that way, if he's ever going to – Like, I bet if you gave Tibbs truth serum, he would argue that some of Quickly's impact numbers and his on-off numbers is manipulated and actually exaggerates his impact. And if he were to go from 25 to 30 to 35 minutes a game – Those numbers would get worse, and his numbers look as good as they do because of the role that Tibbs has etched out for him. I I actually truly believe that he believes that.
0: Self-fulfilling prophecy.
2: Yeah, that's a great way of putting it, Sam. Yep, yeah, I mean, it's just like... It's it's a reiteration
0: of all the points that we made a couple years ago when we first started these post-games.
2: It's like when people say, like, oh, well, how can we put you know, Florida state in the final, the sec always does so well in the college football playoff. And it's like, well, yeah, but you always put them in the college football playoff. So of course, like, you know, it's, it's exactly, it's, is it the chicken or is it the egg? Um, and no, I don't want to talk about, you know, the college football playoff. I'm not interested. I'm mm. just using it as an analogy. Um, I think that I disagree with tips, but I'm not hundred percent sure I'm right. I feel very strongly that quickly will be able to, you know, whether it's next year on a different team or if the Knicks finally ever enhance role, I think that he'll handle 30 plus minutes gracefully. And I think we'll see a real actual leap um, from him and it won't actually be a leap. Like he'll just numbers wise, people will be like, Holy shit, this guy's good. And it's like, no, he's been this player the whole time. He just, just hasn't been allowed to be.
0: Yeah. I think this is going to be a really defining stretch of the season. I mean, obviously, but especially for Thibs um, because things can go, so far down the wayside um with this stretch coming up um and we will see especially on friday i mean versus the new phoenix big three i mean some people were saying you know you know um phoenix they might have it they might have it hard their offense might be a little stifled because you know their guys are trying to figure it out but like i mean you're putting a team with a lot of good three-point shooters out there versus the knicks who constantly let teams light them up from three even the jazz tonight were like nine for 21 at one point and they're not even a good three-point shooting team like we saw with the raptors just the other day um i mean phoenix is going to find a way to put up points on the board like that is not going to be their issue their offense is going to be just fine our defense is really what's going to be the concern um versus phoenix because yeah they're going to be putting up points and the knicks have been bleeding points lately
2: I'm gonna go I, ahead and. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. You go. No, first. no, no. Go ahead. No, no. You go. You go ahead. You go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm gonna be a bit of an optimist with the Phoenix game, and I if the whole big three plays against the Knicks, I think
1: it's a great I actually spot
2: think for the I think it's a great spot for the Knicks. Yeah. Um, I argued on our most recent episode of Hot Hand Theory that I actually think the Suns' best lineup is going to be Durant, Booker, Nurkic, and Gordon and Allen. I, and this isn't like Bradley Beal I just think. So much of what he brings is stuff Booker and Durant do better that the Suns, if if emotions weren't a part of it, the Suns best lineup and best way of moving Mm -hmm. forward would be to use Beal as like a super sixth man. And I think that the Knicks, with them playing their first game together, they're really, really going to be some adjustment issues for the Suns. I think this is a chance for the Knicks to be pissed off about this loss and go and steal a win. I, can see I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I would love to believe that, but who cares? Like, are the Knicks going to play their best lineups? Who who knows? Like, are they going to do that? I don't know. Are they going to play? Or I don't know. Maybe maybe Divincenzo will heart himself into like more minutes because he rebounded well tonight, and and maybe you know uh, because um, you know Josh Hart is all of an inch and a half taller than Emmanuel quickly. It doesn't matter that you know how he play. It just this this stuff is like who cares like we saw like the last phoenix game it was the same nonsense but it was like yeah of course i know what you're saying i agree with what you're saying i like i totally agree with what you're saying i do think the knicks are in a better position with all three of those guys especially because they've never like frank will never had to play this rotation really right
2: Played i think tonight, tonight was, a, tonight was yeah. the first
1: night and they lost yeah. uh to the nets um and it's like it, it kind of speaks to some of the issues you can have where, yeah, if your best guys are there, it, it can maybe sometimes detract from your overall while you're getting, while you're adapting to it. Um, and we've seen that with the Knicks too. Like we've seen Tibbs deal with this. So I, I, I get that part of it, but like, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like as the season has season gone along, I've started, I I have, I have been pretty, Optimistic about Tibbs most of this year.
2: I, I have. I think I that's have, underselling it. You've been you've been more than not not just optimistic. You've been you've been praising him mostly. I think we all have. I think I think the first seventy five percent of the season, I I truly believe he did a really good job. Sorry, Schwe.
1: Yes, and no, and 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 I I like I I stand by that. Like I, I think he's done a good job for the most part, but these last five six games. The way the minutes are starting to spread out and 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 play themselves out, I I am I don't like how it's happened. I, I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh my god, like you know, let's get the guillotine out and you know, fucking let's robes PRM or something. I'm not talking about that, but like th- this has been bad, and tonight was atrocious. I I don't think there's anything. Like I'm I'm sure that there will be people that will oh well maybe quick was on minutes limit, knee infl- inflammation, blah blah blah. Like ah okay, but yeah, you guys can live behind that fucking excuse if you want. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna do that. Um I thought it was terrible. And I don't and forget it being terrible tonight. Like I didn't really get it the last few games. It's okay that yeah, you got blitzed by I mean the Celtics game, we all watched that. What the fuck was the reason for that? Then to the, the end of that fourth quarter minutes. So like, what, what was the reason for that? Like, what? what I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm here to anybody give me a compelling reason why I should fucking praise him for his decision making at the end of that game. Um, I, I, I don't really understand anything about that Bucks game where he just decided, yeah, well, you know, I'll just piss away the first fucking nine minutes of the third quarter before I do anything. Like, I don't really, I don't understand why he kept banging his head against the wall for these fucking Hart and Grimes minutes, along with the starters that have been dog shit since last year, by the way. Since like, I, I don't, I don't get that, but he keeps doing a
0: lineup it. that he loved in the playoffs last year, too.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I don't get that. Um, <sighs> but he wants to do it. That's fine. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm well within my. Bounds is a very, very uh, credentialed uh, podcast host. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to criticize him, it's just like I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, and I, I will criticize him for it because I just, I think it's ridiculous. Um, and you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the more it happens, the more uh, Jeff's disgusting uh, propaganda will. We'll gain oxygen and
2: you, uh, you make it seem like I enjoy talking about it. I want Mayo quickly's Jersey in the rafters.
1: I don't know. It sounds sometimes I'm like, Jeff, are you getting a little chubby talking about this?
2: <laughs> I just, I just want him to play. Jeff a lot. wants to see him
0: bl- quickly be a spur.
2: I just, <laughs> I, really, I really don't want that. I just believe in him. And I think honestly, my perspective comes from being a Knicks fan. I think it's in the next Knicks best interest to play him a lot. Like, and by the way, he's not he's
1: down 24 minutes exactly this year uh, after tonight's game. He was months. at he was at 28.9 last year, he's at 23.1 a second year. Like he, to to get a demotion effectively, you know, wh- whether it is or not, like whether it doesn't really matter how Tib sees it, it's a matter how it's fucking perceived, right? And I to, to to Jeff's point, like I don't I don't know, like maybe he's like the nicest human being of all time, but like if I were him, I'd be like I I would struggle at some point here if this persists over the next week or two, and I would really struggle to not go to management and be like, look, like what are we doing here? Like, either fucking trade me or play more minutes. Like, I don't really care which one, but do one or the other, because this is a joke. And it is a joke. Like what, what does he have? Like and, and I think what makes it more frustrating is, like, at this point, I don't really know what he has to do to earn more minutes. I, I don't I don't get, like, what what is, like, if there was some tangible thing where I could be like, oh, well, tonight he played bad off-ball defense or, like, tonight he didn't move the ball. Like, if there was some tangible thing that I could point to and be like, well, this is what his minutes are attached to, I could understand it. But based on what we saw tonight, I just don't because I didn't see any of it.
0: Man, it's so I, it's it's so weird how this conversation sounds so eerily similar to 2022 when we were on here complaining about his minutes once again with the Alec Burks fiasco situation. And back then, the excuse from, from fans was like, "Oh, he can't get to the rim and stuff like that," and like you know, he was too inconsistent. We've seen a pretty decent not even decent a pretty long stretch of games where he's been consistently playing well no matter what the minutes is he can drive to the basket he can finish he has the mid-range game the passing is always there the defense has improved and we're still having conversations we had two years ago about him after he just had a six man of the year campaign where he came in what second like man this is a huge indictment on the coach
2: yeah and and i'm sorry like this is going to be A really nerdy analytical mini rant here, but we need to stop looking at basketball players and trying to create an emphasis or a weight for certain part we don't know how replaceable certain parts of the game are so like this idea that like oh well, i actually like this guy because he gets it two feet in the paint more than this other guy we literally have no fucking idea how important one thing is versus the other it's impossible to weigh the only thing we truly also we know- have enough
1: guys that get two feet in the fucking paint
2: yeah like that that too like we also <laughs> have enough of that like we have three and, guys, and, 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 and guys it's guys. it's not shocking at all that like RJ Barrett, the guy who is the best at getting two feet in the paint, seems to have it happen more often when he plays with a certain player. Like, oh yeah, Schwen.
1: <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's just I. Even if that's the standard, like, it doesn't line up with any. Like, it doesn't. Well, he does that more now than he did before. So now, what's the re, like? it just feels like there's always this weird reasoning for like why it's okay that IQs minutes are what they are. Like, and you know, if that, if that standard applied to everybody, then I, I'd probably be more like cool with it. Like I, but it doesn't. And that's what makes it frustrating. I'm like, okay, well, Brunson got his feet in the paint a bunch tonight. Did you feel like he was super great with, because of that? Like I didn't, you know, like, would would it would it, maybe it would have benefited if he did less of that, to be honest? I think it would have benefited him and the team. Um, and you know, he's going through a little bit of a shooting slump. I think he's like, I think somebody posted this earlier, might have been uh Jordan Bub. He was like three of 21 in those last three games from three. It's fine, like you know, he was shooting so hot from three, at some point it was gonna come down. So it is what it is. I'm not worried about that. Like he's gonna be a 40% three-point shooter because that's what he's been for his career. I'm not worried about that part of it, but like it's more that, like, okay, when he doesn't have it on a certain night, you've got an option, man. Like, you've got an, you've got another guy that can not get – he doesn't – Quickly is not Brunson. We've talked about this a bunch of times on here. Jeff, you've even talked about this. It's like somebody who's probably higher on Quickly than anybody, even me, you've talked about, like, look, like, Brunson has a scoring ability that and a scoring level that Quickly doesn't have. So, like, there's a value to that. But like on a night like tonight, we're like, it's okay. Brunson didn't have it. Like he did not have that today. It's okay to then use the other guy you have in your team that can actually make Brunson's life easier. That can make Brunson's life easier. And 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 to not do that because I don't know. Again, like I'm sure our brilliant beat reporters will ask this question. Not. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Was that question asked i'm sure there are people in the comments that that have
0: looked i at think fuck- i think someone in the comments had mentioned that they, they, they didn't ask anything about Emmanuel quickly yeah, of course
1: they didn't because like- they're fucking scumbags because they're <clears throat> fucking idiots and they want to write articles about, like oh well you know quickly didn't get extended this makes if you attach his uh if you attach salary to evan fournier you can get up to 27 27- yeah go look at the fucking players that you can get go go look up that list of players and tell me how many of those guys that you can attach with with Emmanuel quickly, and I'm informing you that you'd be like, yeah, this this trade makes the Knicks better. Oh, is it Andrew Wiggins, who's literally pissing and shitting his fucking pants every game? Is it him? Is it him? Okay. Yeah, maybe it's him. Oh, is it? Is it? Like, who is it? I don't know. Oh, is it? Like, I've had people say Cam Johnson. Let me tell you a story. The Nets are not making a trade with the Knicks, and the Knicks are not making a trade with the Nets. Okay, that's just not going to happen. So whether you want it or not, um, that's what it is. So it, it, it's, it, and, and this goes beyond quickly, right? Like th- this, this drives into like some of the stuff we've been frustrated about with Grimes and whatever, where it's just like, it just feels like there are certain guys that for whatever reason, they got to prove themselves every night, every night, they got to go out there and it's gotta be, they've got it tonight. And if they don't have it within the first five minutes they're out there, then, Oh, you know, what? it's not their night. It's okay. That tips pulled them. I don't know what makes that guy anymore. Um, I don't because apparently it's not giving a shit. Apparently it's not being a great teammate. Apparently it's not sacrificing for the team. Apparently it's not any of those things. Cause if it was, I mean, he'd probably be playing like 50 minutes a night, but he's not. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's kind of funny to me, like all the stuff that Josh Hart, I love him for like, and I'm not talking about the actual like tangible production rebound like i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like the intangible things that like endear you to your teammates and to fans and all and like connect lineups and all that stuff like all those things apply to quickly but josh hart he's taller yeah he's all of an inch and a half taller and i
2: guess i mean he... let's let, let, let's let's be real schwinn if josh hart got got the steal, and then got that offensive rebound in 30 seconds at the end of the game, the announcers wouldn't have shut the fuck up about it. Oh, like, that's just what Josh Hart does. Like, like, you know, let's call a Spade a Spade here. That's, they, they ignored both when quickly did them. And like, yeah, there's a reason again, dude, this is, and Sam made such a good point. Third straight season. This is the third straight season that basically the Knicks have done everything they can to start a season, except play quickly more. And every single year they ca- they have a coming to Jesus moment where they're like, well, fuck, I guess we have to just play him more. And then it and then the season turns around every single time, every single time when he starts to play more. It's like, oh, yeah, the team just magically plays better every single season. Second, like second year, they literally did everything. They were like, OK, we need Kemba because it's not Alfred Payton. Oh, shit, it's not Kemba. OK, let's turn Alec Burks into a point guard. Oh, shit, that's not working. Oh, God. I mean, quickly, the team's 12 points better per 100 possessions. They're absolutely blitzing teams when he plays. They were plus six and a half per 100 in, with this guy, a second year player on the court, minus six and a half per 100 when he sat. They were top three team in the league when he played. Well, it was too late. They figured it out too late. Oh, God, going into the next year. I guess we got to get Jalen Brunson because that guy isn't the answer. Then he plays less minutes, plays less minutes after his great end of the second season. And they start out, what did they start out last year? 10-13? They were dog yep. shit. 10, 13 M48 shooting guard Cam Reddish. You know, struggling after he gets sent to the bench and somebody, whoever it was, his life is on the line. And he's just like, I don't know. Maybe just play Emmanuel quickly more. Maybe that'll work. Boom. Sixth man of the year should have been sixth man of the year. They go into another off season. Well, that didn't work for whatever reason. I guess we're not happy with that. We just got, you know what we got to do. We got to play Josh Hart more minutes. We got to demote. Like how many straight years are they going to do this to this guy? Eventually it's eventually a 24 year old kid is just going to be sick of it. I'm sorry. Like that's, That's the truth of the matter. Eventually he's going to, and it's not, uh, look, it doesn't have to be in the press. I'm not saying he's going to complain in the press, but all the things that make a quickly, every dig, every stunt, every hustle play, every relocation, all the special things that make him an impact God, you're going to start losing those margins because why would he buy into that degree? You have to be so Bought in up here to do the things that Emmanuel quickly does. I hate this fucking idea that, oh, anybody can do it. If you just try hard, no, he like, he has a special mentality. Josh Hart at his best special mentality, Derek White, special mentality. There are these guys, Jalen Suggs. There are these guys who can do things without the ball in their hands. And when you just shit on a guy, because you don't understand his value, when you say at every single turn for three straight years, uh, we're going to try any other solution, but you, Eventually he's going to say, fuck this. This isn't working. I'm not, I'm not, I'm done. Like, and that's, to be honest, that's why you're seeing some of these games from quickly that we've seen this year. They haven't been bad, but they've been not Emmanuel quickly games, 15 points, one rebound, one assist. These games where all he's focused on is scoring and his impact in other areas. His, his defensive EPM so far this year is negative. It's negative. That's not Emmanuel quickly, but you know what? I don't I, I, will, try, I, will say,
1: I think the EPM things are a little weird. Right? Yeah, that the,
2: yeah. the right now. I agree. I, I, I agree with you. That's not my point. My point is, is that you're going to lose this guy if you keep doing this to him. And it's it's gonna hurt the team. Like, because again, three years sample size, the best minutes. Who was it? Was it Strickland? I, I don't know if it was a Strickland main account. Somebody posted the Knicks' yeah. best two-man lineup the other yeah. day. Th- quickly was in the top four. The top four best minimum 100 100 minutes quickly was in the top 4 two man lineups how much more fucking data do you need to just play this guy sorry long rant no nope, needed it's it's it, but it's
1: like it 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 reduces down to him but it's not just about him it's, it you can apply this to different lineups like i feel this way about josh hart in a lot of ways too where i'm like look even when he's like i remember looking at the lineups when i was like at the start of the year i was like oh my god josh hart is playing awful I had to look at all the lines. I'm like, well, actually it feels like apparently Josh Hart sucks, but like we're just consistently better when he's on the floor. So maybe he just needs to play more and like, we'll figure it out. And like, lo and behold, it's fine now. You know, like we're all like, oh, great. Josh Hart is Josh Hart. Like, you know, look, he, he missed three tonight. Nobody's gonna, nobody can deny that. But tonight was not a night. Did you ever watch Josh Hart tonight and be like, man, I'm so pissed he passed up on that three or so. Like, I wasn't thinking of that. I, I thought he played fine tonight. He missed shots. It happens. He, he didn't have a great defensive game. It happens. But, like, his decision-making, all that stuff, it's fine. Like, that. that's that's what you bet on on the aggregate. And I think that's what you're talking about with Kogor. It's like, you got to bet on the aggregate. You've got to bet on, like, hey, look, we've got this, like – like, this is what you do every night with J- Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, right? Jalen Brunson could go one for 15 to start a game – and I promise you the last six minutes comes around almost every single time tips is going to be like, Jalen, go out there, save me. Right? Like every single time, how many games have we seen J- Julius Randle just do nothing for like three quarters. And it's like the last six minutes rolls around and, J- and Julius Randle's out there. If those guys earns that benefit of doubt, I, I just don't get why nobody else does. And it- it's just weird to me. It-, it is weird to me. And I agree with you. Like I- I'm, You know, I I still think always that like because of the way the contracts and all that stuff is they're structured, like the Knicks have an inherent advantage in keeping Emmanuel quickly. And I think trading him for the appropriate value and all that stuff is really tough, even if he's like crying to you in private. I get that. But like, do you really want a player crying to you in private that like shouldn't have to like does he why does he need to cry to you? Why can't you just be like, Yeah, you got a point. Uh, Let's just, let's figure this out. Like, like, let's just, let's do this. And like, why can't, look, if if the coach is going to sit there, look, I think this is fair to say at this point, you can't sit there as the coach, as Tom Thibodeau, and be like, well, I'm not going to play Evan Fournier, and I'm going to cite net rating as my reason. Okay. You want to start citing net reason or net rating as your reason? Okay. You sure you want to go down this path? Let's go down this path, buddy. Let's walk down the road. Let's walk down the road. Because if you want to walk down the road of net rating, let me tell you you should be getting all the fucking minutes on your team. Because it's not the guy that you're giving all the minutes to. So, like, it's got to work those ways. And, 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 And to the point you're talking about with Quickly, I think you already saw the Grimes, which speaks to how special Quickly's mentality is. I think Grimes came in this year he worked on a lot of stuff this summer, right? He was okay. Yeah. Last year, it's one thing, right? Your second year play, you were the 25th pick. All of a sudden you're starting and you're like, okay, I'm bought in. I'm I'm gonna do, I'm ready to just focus in, lock in on guarding the number one guy in on the other team. And I'm just gonna take the shots that I'm that I'm gifted in these, you know, these lineups where I barely touch the ball. I'm fine with that. I'm locked in. This is good to go. Okay, you go home off season. What do you do in the off season? as second year player, right? What do you do you work on your game you're like okay i need to get better at this thing i need to get better at that thing and and you get excited okay i'm so much better at this stuff i'm so excited to show this off and then you come back and what is and, and we saw this with rj people forget us. we saw this with rj in his third year his second year under tibbs right where we signed Evan in forney we signed kemba rj comes back and it's like okay but we just need you to like spot up bro like, we, we don't need you to do that much initially. Obviously, by the end of the year, that changed. But, like, we saw this this year with, with Grimes, where it was like, he came back, and it's like, okay, that's cool that you worked on, like, all this stuff with J.J. Redick and Penny Hardaway, but we just want you to do the same shit, actually. And and, act, and, and also, like, we're not even going to attempt to do much more for you. Act like, that we're not. We're just, you're the, doing the same thing. That's frustrating, and that can affect your concentration that can affect your effort, that can affect a lot of things. And I think we saw that so much with Grimes. I I really do. I I think that was a huge part of what fucked Grimes up in that starting lineup for a long time. Um, And so, like, you know, Quickly is definitely a different breed in that sense because of what you just said. Like, he's powered through so much. But eventually, you're not just talking about losing Quickly, right? You're talking about potentially losing a guy like Grimes, too. And those to me are two guys that are critical to your future, and like they. I'm sorry, they're not. Yeah, you can tell me. Well, well Mitch bought into it. Okay, wh- what do you want Mitch to be doing more of? What,
0: what you dogs. Want,
1: Yeah, you want you want Mitch to start like fucking taking guys off the bounce? Yeah, like 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 Mitch is not capable of more. He's not. That's fine. He's great at what he does. I have no problem with that. But these guys are like especially quick, and maybe Grimes. You know, we haven't really explored it. These guys maybe are or could be capable of way more than you're giving them a the chance to, but you don't give them a chance to and you're also fucking with their minutes and in Quickly's case, you're talking about a payday year. I'm sorry. Like if you, and, and I think like what you're talking about, like where you see more of these games where it's like 15 points, one is it? Like, why do you think that? What 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 do you guys get paid for in free agency? What do they get paid for? Fucking scoring. Scoring gets you paid in this league. That's what gets you paid in this league not fucking defense, not fucking stunting, not fucking be- knowing like, oh, I know exactly what to stunt to the nail and get back to the corner. That shit doesn't get you paid. What gets you paid is efficient scoring. And I agree with you. I, I think there is maybe a shift happening, and maybe he's understanding that, and maybe that's going to continue to happen the way his minutes are. I, I don't blame him for that. I wouldn't blame anybody for that, to be honest with you. I don't blame Grimes for that. Like, I... I get why Grimes is kind of in there right now. He's like, I'm just going to launch it up right now. If I get the ball, I'm launching it up. I don't give a shit. Good for him. Um, and I, I got it why RJ kind of got into that mindset in his third year. I don't understand it so much now because I think RJ is I'm like, eh, you get the ball enough for like maybe maybe pass a little bit more, buddy. But like you get why guys get into that mindset. And I, I think it's it's tough. Like, I I, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing. Anyway, this is a really awesome rundown. I'm so happy we had this
2: cathartic discussion, guys.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think we can end things here. Unless Sam, you, you want Sam? Add. You want
2: to hear something that will absolutely shock you? It's going to bewilder you. You're going to be you're going to fly from your seat in all of your surprise.
0: All right, go for it.
2: Lowry Mar- Markkinen was ruled out for tomorrow night's game.
0: Of course he was. <laughs> of course he was. I told you. Do- I, I said it under the tweet. I was like, a doctor's best medical advice is the next upcoming on your schedule. Guys just always get healthy versus us. Like, you know, whoever's he- whoever's not healthy on the suns, like Grayson Allen, he- did he play today? I don't think so. He'll play versus us tomorrow on Friday, though, probably. He'll his groin will magically fix up, you know, and he'll be ready to go, ready to launch five threes versus us. Um, but yeah, um, yeah
2: the, the, they, uh, they Sam were without Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen. So something to watch oh, Knicks fans. Let's, let's oh, see. Oh
0: yeah. Friday. The, they're both definitely going to play. Cause Gordon played the last game versus the Warriors. So he'll play against us. Yep. All right. We'll be back on Friday after we take on the Suns. Hopefully the Knicks can beat the Phoenix suns, big three, the new big three. Um, but yeah, we hopefully just to,
1: we just need to play Josh Hart. And Divincenzo more, and we'll
0: be fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, check out all the links in the description. Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. We got links to the site, Twitter, merch. Jeff and Schwinn are both rocking some Strickland merch. Um, and make sure you check out Patreon. Um, Schwinn and Jeff both have shows, Stricken and Roll and Strictly NFL. Make sure you check those out. Um, And yeah, we'll be back on Friday. So everyone enjoy your Thursday without Knicks basketball. Um, We all need that break, I think, especially after tonight's game. Um, And catch you guys on Friday. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.